Lopta, did you just call me Dave? Oh, Super Dave Jackson Dave? No, I think uh, Dave McCabe Dave. Oh, man. Yeah, a little sound check out. I'm a little disappointed, I, I, to be honest. <laughs> that kind of hurt me. Kind of right. Cuts like a knife. Right there. Right there. Right, right in my Brian Adams. <laughs> right in my right Brian. Uh, Cuts like my, a knife. Right in my xiphoid process. <laughs> Isn't the Home Gadget Geeks 2015 calendar out? Isn't that? Well, all me. Uh, it's all yeah, me. The, the Adonis. Jim Collison, the Adonis. Every month, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave. That guy, Dave. Yeah, that guy, Dave. He's, he's in it every month. All right, I should probably start the show. Crank it up. This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 199. We're almost there. Show 199 recorded on... January 15th, 2015. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all your favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studio here in Bellevue, Nebraska, a warming Bellevue, Nebraska. We're going to reach 50 degrees tomorrow. It's awesome, a good time for an outside run. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can always contact the show. Just send me an email, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can track me down on Twitter at jcarlson or now call in those questions. And, Neil, thanks for all your calls. I appreciate it. Neil's been rocking the call-ins, and we'll, we'll continue to play them as we get them in and, and as they're appropriate, 402-478-8450. And like I said, we'll play those right here on the program. And now Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. You can find the link to this show and many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat, watch or listen live, which some of you are, thanks to the guys that have come out live tonight. You can find us on YouTube, Spreaker, and now on Mixler as well. And all the navigation you'll ever need for anything is over at The Average Guy, the newly improved and secure Average guy. Although I think the RSS feed is down, Christian broke it this week. So it, hopefully, if you're trying to get the feed, yeah, I'd be having a little problem with that. So, but it'll be fixed by the weekend, and by the time you get this podcast, you will have it all out at theaverageguy.tv. All right, we're at 199. I've got my good buddy Andy Sokolovich from Unleash Strengths. I was on his show. We, uh, Andy's a Gallup certified coach living out in Clinton, Iowa, which is uh, on the other side of the state. Andy, we're actually not that far from each other. Just a yeah, about a four-and-a-half, five-hour drive. And I uh, want to welcome you to Home Gadget Geeks. Thanks for coming out. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Uh, I met you through a lot of the work that we do at Gallup, and uh, you, have a, you have a podcast. Actually, you have a couple podcasts. You're a tech guy. Strengths-wise, you're like my twin brother, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're really, really close from that, and you'll probably get sick of the giddiness in that by the end of this program, but... Um, you know, from a from a strengths perspective, we share a lot of the same with the woo and communication ideation I have as well, and so we do a lot. Strategic is outside of mine, and futuristic. Maybe we'll talk about strengths a little bit, uh, a little bit later in that. But you and I have been working together on some podcasting stuff that were I got help you started. I got you. I helped get you started with a show that uh, that you call Thematics, and I am on show number fourteen over there. So if you go to this will be in the show notes, by the way, if you want to check it out. Un you want to see what I do for my day job. Unleash strengths. No ED. It sounds like it should have ED. You should have gotten unleashed. Strength. No, un unleash strengths. I know. I it's like a, it's, it's, yeah, I like it's it without the ED. Tense. You got the active tense as opposed to the past tense. I like <laughs> Always. That. Yeah, so unleashstrengths.com. Uh, Look for show 14, and I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm out there on that as well. And then the show you really want to listen to over there. <laughs> Is the Todd and Andy show. <laughs> Todd and Andy show. I've listened to it a couple times. Pretty hilarious. You might want to check it out. And, and is that ToddandAndyShow.com? ToddandAndyShow.com. Yeah, we're at, uh, we just last night recorded episode number 14. It's not out there yet. We're 13 deep, and, and uh, it gets crazy. Can I, do you mind if I just tell a little story about how yeah, it was yeah, created? Go. go, you bet. 
Todd and Andy show is, you know, when I started doing Unleashed Strengths and I became a certified, uh, a Gallup certified strengths coach, I was watching this guy on YouTube by the name of Jim Collison, and he was doing all this cool stuff with these webcasts and things with Gallup, and I thought, how do I do that? And that's kind of how my brain works, is once I get focused on something, I'm just, you know, digesting as much as I can. And I contacted Jim, and uh, he helped walk me through the process of getting podcasts up and running and getting my RSS feed out there and getting a feed on the iTunes. And once I figured out that it wasn't rocket science that I could do this, it was just an insatiable desire to create more podcasts. And I know several times Jim had to be like my governor, and he's like, hold back, foot off the throttle, Andy, you can't create 12 podcasts in one weekend. So one day I'm sitting there in my office, uh, in my office at the Chamber of Commerce building. I have a setup with three microphones, and I was doing a little after-show editing for thematics. And the guy that cleans our building came in and looked at the looked at the microphone and said, "Oh, that's pretty cool. What is that?" And I said, "Oh, it's a podcast." And he said, "What's a podcast?" He said, "It's on-demand content, specifically audio for mine." I said, "I'm on iTunes," and he said, "That's really cool." Now, this guy has kind of an interesting story. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he's a social butterfly, kind of a recluse, but just has a cool sense of humor. And I said, "Do you want to be on a podcast?" And he said, "Absolutely. How do we do it?" And I said, "Don't worry. Just show up here tomorrow night at seven o'clock, and we'll we'll go through it." And that morphed into one of the craziest experiences of my life. And ToddandAndyShow.com was launched with a podcast that has nothing. It's about nothing. It's like the Seinfeld of podcasts. So every episode starts out like this. Hey, I'm Andy from, uh, and I say Bent Business Marketing is my other business. And I'm here with my co-host, Todd. What's going on, Todd? And Todd usually goes, uh, hi, everybody. I'm really nervous. So if I pass out at the beginning of this broadcast, um, just uh, hopefully Andy keeps going. And he's dead serious. Like this dude's not joking around. This isn't stages or scripted. He is dead serious. His face is pale white and he... But you know what? He's a really cool, kind-hearted dude, and he was just looking for an outlet, and he found podcasting, and, and we've been rocking it now for a couple of months. Yes, it's pretty funny. Uh, and so if you tinyandyshow.com, if you want to have a, have a listen to it. I, I've enjoyed it, uh, the times I've listened to it. It's a good, it's a good break. It's not like 100%. You're, it's not always funny. Sometimes you just kind of, kind of get through it. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I love it. I like it. I like you know, I like the spirit of that. I've always said, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, when it comes to podcasting, I'm like a hammer and everything I see is a nail, you know. And so I just, I, I podcast way too much uh, in all the things that I do. Um, but I, I love to see new uh, new experiences happen. So, so good job on that. While we're talking about podcasting, really, uh, your rig, your stuff that you've got set up there, I mean, you kind of take a very, very simple approach. Uh, talk a little bit about what you got at home and then what kind of tech you're using at the office. Yeah, at home, really simple. I just have the ATR 2005 Audio-Technica uh, mic here, and that seems to work fine. Just straight USB, no mixer here or anything. Um, I have a Multi-Mix 4 and a Lesis, and I have a Multi-Mix 8. And then in the studio in my office, I have three ATR 2100s. Um, so, and then the And then I have my headphone amp and everything. Everything that I bought to get started and kicked off was, was your recommendation, and... Again, when I first started thinking about podcasting and I saw you doing it, I saw some other podcasters, I thought, how hard is this going to be? How much of an investment am I going to have to make? But once I realized that I didn't make a huge investment, it was under 200 bucks. And with your help and guidance, I was rocking and rolling, throwing digital content out there for people, not only my clients, but also new customers to consume and, and share. And I love technology. I love the internet. And I think it's just one of the coolest things in the world, especially for a business owner. Yeah. And, and so a lot of the recommendations, if you've ever been wondering, we're going to talk some about podcasting just because you're a podcaster. And I love interviewing podcasters because I never have to worry about the sound or the microphone or, you know, those kinds of things. Usually they go, they go pretty well. I've, every once in a while I'll have a podcaster where it won't work uh, when they're trying to do the interview. But uh, for the most part, it works great. Uh, out at our gear page. So if you go to the averageguy.tv slash gear, everything I kind of use is listed out there if you want to take a peek at what we do, and there's more expensive ways to do it, but but why, you know, we have, this is the 2100, it's the silver model, ATR 2100, the 2005 that you have, the AT2005, which uh, sometimes is cheaper, AT, uh, it's yeah. the exact same microphone, so it's just black, um, and when this one wears out, that's probably the one I'll get, it's got a different kind of switch for the, 
the on and off, but I really wish in a lot of ways that you could, um, uh, everybody could get a mic because it just makes this kind of communication so much easier. Uh, the camera, you can forgive, and you know if it's bad, uh, bad video, it's okay, but man, bad audio is just so hard for me to get past. Yeah, and so we, we ship, at Gallup, you know, we ship microphones to everybody. Um, the AT2005 was 50 bucks, and yeah. it comes with, uh, it comes obviously with the USB cable. It comes with a stand, and it comes with a little carrying case, too, and, and I think a 15-foot XLR cable. Yeah, and you went with the newer uh, arm that you have there, right? The, the no. <laughs> No, this is actually a $20 Amazon arm, and you know what? The quality, you can feel. I mean, the quality's not there. There's some, there's some, uh, some definite downgrades to some of the more expensive models, but if you're just looking for something to hold your mic stationary to a, you know, hands-free, you can't beat it for 20 bucks. Great investment yeah. for at least a beginner. Yeah, but I think the brand name is called Newer. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is. We bought Ashton uh, so on Cyber Frontiers, and actually, I bought Christian an arm too. So, I'm pretty sure they're called newer. They have a $15 model. They have a $25 model. Yep. You probably have the $25 one. Working out pretty well for you. I mean, this is yeah. a $99 Rode arm that you know you think well, it's it's been great. But I think those, if you're if you're no. just getting started, those work great, right? Yeah, I mean, you read the Amazon reviews. People say, oh, you know, they're not very stable. Well, I mean, unless you're going to throw a body check into this thing, I don't know what you're doing when you're recording your podcast or even holding a conversation. I mean, if you're not planning on getting your heart rate above normal next to your computer, uh, you can probably get away with it. But it's not it's not uh, poorly built, to say the least. I mean, the knobs are solid. All the clamps and everything hold tightly to the edge of my, my desk, and, and it works. It does what I need it to. It holds the mic right there, so I'm not, I have my, both my hands free, so worth yeah, the investment. Well one of the reasons I bought those for the, the the Cyber Frontiers guys is I wanted to get some real-world testing with them. I wanted to see what they'd be like under real conditions. And so, um, yeah, two, two E's in that. N-E-E-W-E-R. Near? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you pronounce that. Did but you have that in your gear list? I do not have that in my gear list. I kind of awesome. I, should, I, should, I should probably update it uh, to do that um, there. But the, so far, so good. The guys have been, you know, both Christian and Ashton have, have uh, taken them to, they have them in their dorm rooms. They've taken them home. They've brought them back. They've, you know, they've used them. So, you know, for a 15 or a $25 arm for the average guy, not a bad if you're going to go this route. I, it, it really does make a difference, even just in Skype conversations to friends, right? I mean, it... Just having, I call my sister all the time, and I use, I just use this equipment just because it you sound so much better. I hear my my sister on the other end off of a iPad, and you just kind of like, oh. Mm -hmm. And I just wish everybody could have great sound. It sounds so much better uh, when you do it that way. So, not a not a very expensive. I mean, under hundred bucks, right? To get uh, to get out in the studio, and and I, I think a great average guy. Uh, solution, even if it's even if you're not podcasting, just creating great sound, having some good equipment. These microphones make a difference. I think the next step up, you know, Heil PR40, at at uh, you know those are 300 bucks. Uh, they've gone on sale, and I've kind of let them pass by. I'm pretty content just to stay here with with the uh, AT the ATR2100. I mean, I use Audacity, too, for editing, but yeah. I, part of my business is I own a marketing firm, and one of the things I do is record voiceover for radio, and I use these mics, I mean, the AT2005 and the ATR2100, but I use those mics solely. You know, I'll toss a pop filter on here, and my office here in the house is, is pretty well uh, set up for acoustics, but I get great quality sound off of that, and like you said, between the mixer, if you if you you don't even need a mixer, obviously, with these because they're USB, but if you decide to go the XLR option, between the mixer... The mic, uh, the arm, you're looking at just what, 150 bucks? Yeah, yeah. You do it, it right. Yeah, and you're rocking and rolling. I mean, you can make sound effects. You can do all sorts of cool things. And and I just and, and creating audio, I think, is just a really cool way to consume information. So. Yeah, and so uh, so uh, Charwell 105 in chat, he's saying, uh, you know, in his desk, he has a super deep desk, and the Rode ones come with a silver. And I wish I had it out here. They come with a silver. Um, um, it's a long, you know, it's got a, a hole for the for that to go into for the the end of the stand to go into. You drill a hole in the desk and you set that in there, and then you set the mic stand in there, and it makes that. And then you can put it anywhere. So that's another thing. I don't know if those come with the one you bought. Did you get an extra desk mount to kind of drill a built-in drill, you know, where you drill it in to make it work on your right. Sandy? 
No, no. On your, no okay, you, so you just get the plastic tripod mount. So. I I got them somewhere around here. I've never used them. Uh, we did use the one at work. So yeah, the the road one, the road arms come with them as well. So, it's um, uh, it's way to go. Ken had asked. Uh, Ken's asking to check. Do you run an i5 minimum for a production server? Uh, in my case, no. I actually use a Core i3. So what everyone is hearing the the podcast on right now is just a first gen Core i3. It's not. Doesn't have a camera. Doesn't even have a mic on it. We're feeding our sound. Andy and I have connected. In fact, so if you look at the picture we have right now, in there is that little icon, right? It's the glasses. It's the average guy logo that I have in there. That's actually a separate Google account that's on this PC over here, right over on the side. It's logged into Google Plus. It's a third account. It unifies Andy and I's sound. So when we're talking, there's, it comes through one channel there, and then that goes out to Spreaker and Mixler. And uh, and does the recording uh, of the well actually that's not true the recording goes up straight through Google but that does all the broadcast stuff so you're seeing a lot of that stuff through there uh, it's Core i3 works great for me the production server here's a Core i7 I upgraded that last winter uh, and so that worked out pretty well Core i3 works great Andy what are you using from a desktop standpoint what are you using uh, you know I'm rocking some old school I mean I'm still I still got the Dell Optiplex nine 60, 960. So, yeah. you, you know, when it comes to my comes to my tech knowledge and stuff, I like the what the results that tech can provide. But I don't know too much about you know the inner workings and the computer and, and the processor and how the stuff all works. That's why I leverage the talents of people like you, Jim, and the and the group here at Home Gadget Geeks because I watch this podcast because I don't have that information. But like I said earlier, I'm always trying to digest new stuff. And whenever I was noticing a glitch in my broadcast, or at least when I was especially using Google Hangouts on air, because that zaps a lot. I mean, that takes a lot of a lot from your computer when you're actually running this. And if you try to run anything else in the background, for me, it was kind of tough. And um, so I'm in the process of upgrading my system here shortly. Um, but for now, for what I've been doing, it's been working just fine. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you do more and more video, that's really where it's key. Uh, we found these... Logitech C920s, which I think has kind of become the kind of the standard for video production. On Windows using Chrome, they are just big, big pigs of CPU. And uh, I've noticed they'll just drag a CPU to its knees if you're if you're using those things. So I upgraded the 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 one that runs the cameras. I always try and get a Core i5, Core i7 running those just to just to make it better. Um, you can get away with Core i3. That was, I think, you're probably uh, you're probably a, a dual core or core two duo maybe on that. And um, it's probably if you're gonna, you know, as you as you move on, that's probably the next significant upgrade for you. Is probably throw some dollars at a PC. The good news is it's getting cheaper and cheaper to do that kind of stuff, you know. And and so you can get in. You know, you can even find you know Core i3s today. You can find at three forty nine. You know, four hundred bucks. You know, so, not, but I, I learned a very important lesson, and you know, I'm sure a lot of your guests already understand this, but for me, you know, when I wanted to get into podcasts, you know, I was like, all right, I got the mic, I got the camera, I'm familiar with how to use Google Hangouts on air, and then when you put it all together and you hit that record button, then you realize that your system is not going to keep up with the demands, and then you're screwed <laughs> until you can fix that. Um, so I kind of ran into that hardcore the first couple of times I did podcasting. And what's even worse is, you know, I tested some things out, probably not as well as I should have. So when your system can't keep up and you have somebody from uh, South Africa on the other line of the Hangout and they're looking for you to do an interview, that's the worst feeling in the world. So, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, you get all the gadgets and everything, then you hook it all up and you, and you want to hit play and you're thinking, oh, this is not running right. So do your due diligence. Yeah, a CPU is certainly, I think, in this mix, uh, super important in, in what you're doing, and so it's it's one of those things. You know, here, we used to talk a lot on Home Gadget Geeks. You know, this show's four, four years old now. We used to talk a lot about PCs. That is kind of, that discussion's kind of gone by the wayside. We just don't talk about it as much as we used to. The PC has become such a commodity in a lot of cases, and we still do. I mean, I think we still like to geek out on the amount of RAM we get, and, and you know, Ken's asking now, 4 gig of RAM? Yeah, if you're going to podcast, 4 gig is a minimum, right? You you just, we talked about this last night. I was on, uh, what was I on? Surface Geeks last night with Dave McCabe. Surfacegeeks.net, if you want to go back and listen to that. 
in uh, these, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole generation of um, of stream HP stream stuff that's coming out, and they're super cheap, but they all come with two gig of RAM. That might work for surfing the web, but but uh, four gig is the minimum if you're not doing anything, but but working on it. If you if you're gonna add virtual machines to it or any of that kind of stuff, you're gonna probably want to go to eight or sixteen pretty quick. But I don't recommend if you're gonna be doing anything around podcasting, four gig minimum for sure. You know, it's just just one of those things. So, Andy, as you look for a new PC, don't go any less than four, for sure. RAM is cheap, so you know you want to get as just as much as you possibly can. Uh, yeah. Moving forward. Hey, let's we we're gonna do this in the front part, but we got talking about equipment. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, what what have you done? I know you got some military in you, so talk a little bit about some of the jobs you've worked. Yeah. Well, how many do you want to talk about the jobs I got fired from? Go, no. No, just the <laughs> ones that were successful. <laughs> no, I I right out of high school, graduated high school in 2000, grew up in a town of Leesport, Pennsylvania, uh, just outside of Reading, about 40 miles due west of Philadelphia and jumped into didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Kind of was cruising around the college scene, thought, ah, is it what I want to do or not? Wanted right into the Air Force, became an air traffic controller, and ended up doing that until 2011. Um, so dedicated a little over a decade of my life to the Air Force. And, and then my, we start, my family started to grow. My wife became pregnant with her second child, and she was also in the military. So we just decided that uh, we want to kind of find somewhere to plant roots. And I had done the Pennsylvania East Coast thing. We lived in the Southwest, and we just thought we never tried the Midwest. Her parents had relocated here since she joined the military, so we thought, let's check out that area. So we cruised up to Clinton, Iowa, right here on the eastern edge of the state, right along the mighty Mississippi, and I started looking for a job. And after 11 years in the military, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to find employment. I thought I had a lot of marketable skills, and I quickly realized that the things that I did in the military did not necessarily transition well um, into the civilian sector. So I was struggling a little bit, trying to find jobs, trying to find something I felt not only satisfied my needs and my desires for, for suitable employment that brought in a paycheck, but also something that I wanted to do that I felt was 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 a worthwhile goal, you know, a job you could really sink your teeth into. And, and uh, it was a little, you know, hit and miss here and there. And then I started talking to somebody about marketing and quickly realized that Clinton, Iowa was just void of anybody doing any kind of graphic design work, web development, anything like that, videography. So I thought, wow, and we, we had businesses here. What, you know, where were they going to get this stuff done? Well, the, the truth was that they weren't. Very few businesses had a website. I mean, this is 2012 now we're talking, and it was just amazing how many businesses were just void of any kind of web presence whatsoever to include social media. So I thought, well, I'm going to teach myself this stuff. And I became an avid student of every book I get my hand on from duct tape marketing to Seth Godin stuff, just everything in the psychology of the buying process, marketing, technology, and how to, how to leverage the power of social media to build brand awareness. And uh, that took about eight months until I felt comfortable enough to to tell somebody I could do it for them for money in exchange uh, for my trust and my abilities. So launched Bent Business Marketing um, in 2000, I guess it was just uh, shy of 2013. And uh, that started to take off. And all of a sudden now I was kind of the tech geek in the area, even though I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't too tech savvy on the inner workings of a lot of technology I was using, but I knew how to use it to help people build their business. And that kind of blossomed um, for a little while. And then I realized I was having a hard time getting new clients, and I felt like I kind of hit the wall. So StrengthsFinder was introduced to me, and I took the assessment only because I respected the gentleman who gave it to me. In the military, I had to do a gauntlet of assessments because the mil you know, whenever I got back from my deployments, they wanted to make sure that I was mentally capable of going back to work. So the idea of just taking an assessment kind of I immediately stiff-armed. Um, but after taking it, I realized that, hey, there's some traction here. This was kind of pointing me in direction that I wanted to go. So I just didn't chalk it up as hearsay. I actually learned a little bit more about the results that I got. And I thought they were so profound and they helped me uh, so dramatically kind of turn my life, do a complete 180, that I decided that I'd love to help others uh, realize that same goal. And I became a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach in May of 2014. Yeah, and that's kind of how we met uh, through that. And and uh, we talked a couple times. I interviewed you post for the Gallup uh, gig. I interviewed you post uh, training uh, for some of the testimonials we do. We record those videos for folks who've just gone through the training. 
and then kind of because of some similarities, kind of stayed in touch, went back and forth, talked a lot, you know, a lot of tech and stuff. You started pinging me about in podcasting and stuff. You know, you you took a unique approach. Our our, our training, the Gallup Certified Coach Training, you know, the 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 accelerated training that we offer, that forty course. It's a significant investment, right? Both time and money. You're at Gallup for a whole week, so you got to got to drive out there. You got to stay in a hotel. Uh, you got to pay for the training. It's I think seventy five hundred bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. You. I shouldn't say something like that. It is seventy five hundred bucks. It is seventy five hundred bucks. It is seventy five hundred bucks. Unless you have a coupon that I'm not aware of. For the week. We have no coupon codes there at Gallup. So <laughs> I tried to type a... in Jim at checkout and it didn't get me. It actually added oh, money. Oh you should have put added Jim money. at Gallup. That oh, would have that oh, yeah. got you <laughs> charged that, me extra. That would have got you thirteen percent off uh, there. Uh, Use coupon code. No, no. Man. That's not true. I could probably get fired. <laughs> I that'll that'll that will sweep across the web. Jim's <laughs> offering thirteen percent off training. Oh man, that would be the end of it. Um, but you did a Kickstarter for this, which I found very, very interesting. Oh, Indiegogo. Okay, so yep. same idea. Talk a little bit about what brought you to that and how that process worked for you. Uh, yeah, I got off the phone with a woman from Gallup. And I called her, Jamie and I thought, Libro, right? Jamie Libro, and I, and this, the idea of becoming a Gallup certified strength coach, really, I didn't even know that they existed. I just thought, man, it'd be cool if I could coach others and how to use this tool to kind of secure a more prosperous future. So I called Gallup, and Jamie answered, and I and she got me all excited about the 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 certification class, and I'm in. How much is it? And she said, well, it's seventy five hundred dollars, and then I was like, oh. Like, no, I don't, I can't, you know, I had a business, a business baby is what I call it. Cause it was brand new in its infancy. I had a wife, two kids. I thought there's just no way that, that I can afford that. So I got off the phone with her kind of deflated and thought, well, you know what? I'm going to, I love technology. I'm doing marketing. I'm helping people grow their business by leveraging social media. I've built up a decent sized social circle. Let's start this crowdsourcing thing or crowdfunding, whatever you want to call it. So I did some research and I knew of Kickstarter, but Kickstarter is a little bit different. Um, Indiegogo.com uh, really fit, fit in nicely with what I was trying to do. So I went on, started a profile, and I wrote what I thought was a compelling reason, a list of reasons why I wanted to be a Gallup Certified Strength Coach. Just the same as I told you earlier. It helped me. I want to help others. And I also sat behind my desk chair, and I made a video, just a simple talking head video of me sitting here just like I am with you today and explaining my story. Left the military. I didn't really have any sense of direction. People were asking me what I was good at. And that question stumped me because I would say I was a good air traffic controller. I was a good NCO. I was a good, you know, but I didn't really have anybody, any words that I could use to say, well, this translated into this. And and now I want to pursue this career. I was just lost. Um, So that's what I did. And that ran for about two weeks. I shared a link with everybody I knew that had a heartbeat and was capable of using the internet. And it was amazing. Uh, the first couple of weeks, one or two people dropped some money in my bucket. And then a gentleman actually from Gallup contacted me and was like, this is a really cool thing that you're doing. Um, you know, I support you. Good luck in your endeavors. And uh, I was still way shy of my goal. And then somebody contacted me and said, tell me a little bit more about this. And that transitioned some emails back and forth. And and eventually they said, you know what, um, I want to support your dream. I think you got you're passionate enough about it. There's no doubt in my mind that you'll make a difference. And a, a check was cut, and that was it. So I had my tuition money. Um, it's it's not a very like crazy in-depth story. It's very simple. <clears throat> but it's not – a lot of people contact me because they want to repeat that success. And I will say – you know, I, I got lucky, (laughs) you know, I, my message reached the right person, but that also being said, another caveat is your message is never going to reach somebody unless you create it to begin with. So rather than saying it'll never work and not trying to me, just wasn't something I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to create it, throw it out there, see if it's stuck and see if anybody was interested. And lucky enough, somebody was. Yeah, and it's a it's cool because it's a technology. I mean, it's technology based, right? These Kickstarter, Indiegogo, these platforms didn't exist, you know, ten years ago, six years ago, even probably, in a lot of ways. And and to be bold enough to go out there now, it wasn't. I don't think it was Indiegogo that got you there. No. You made a YouTube video, told a compelling story. Those that story got spread. I remember hearing about you. I didn't even know you yet, and and I was in a meeting, and somebody's like, "Hey, you gotta." 
this guy is raising money on Indiegogo, and, and you know, or he's raising money to come to come to the training. And and I'm sure. I mean, you probably put notes out on Facebook and out on Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah. I mean, everywhere. Did it all? Did you just you're you? One of the things I've you are unashamed to 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 spread the gospel, right? I mean, you are. I you you like to create content, and whatever that gospel is, whatever that message is. One thing I've learned about you, you're just willing to get it out. I mean, there's you create, you're a you're a monster content creator, right? And you put me to shame. I thought I was good at it, and then I met you uh, from that standpoint. So, so kudos to you for for coming up with using the technology to your favor. Any, um, was there? It was just that. Okay, was it? Was it just that one connection eventually that that made it? Is that kind of the way it works? That's worked? it. That's it. Just took okay. that one and. Uh, you know, everybody was surprised. They said, I can't believe there's people out there willing just to send just check to a check to a stranger. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is there's, I mean, we're all connected. You know, everybody, we're all humans kind of battling in this, in this world of life. And, and it just takes one person to be interested in what you have to say or do. And maybe they're at a position in their life where they're not looking to attain any new successes, but they have the financial capital to support those who are. Um, so... Yeah, somebody contacted me recently and said, "Can you give me some pointers?" And I'm like, "No, like I like create the message and share the crap out of it. End of ebook. Like that's all I got for you. Right? Like there's right. no secret sauce to this. If there was, everybody. And there's then one thing about crowdfunding is you do have people out there that are like, you know, help pay for my school books and help pay for my apartment rent, and they're just kind of muddy in the waters a little bit. But then there are some serious people out there who have large dreams and visions of their future and the only thing holding them back is is finances and if you can help them man that's that's awesome yeah well it's like podcasting in a lot of ways there's no there's no magic formula people you know we we dave and dave jackson and i you know podcast on saturday mornings we talk to podcasters all the time what's the formula i see this in the facebook groups and google plus groups and stuff what's the formula how do i get it well it's called hustle and it's called luck sometimes you know you get Doing the right, you're doing the right thing. Certainly, somebody said uh, practice gives you the opportunity to be lucky, right? From that standpoint, so you got to be. You can't just expect it to happen. You got to be out doing the right things, honing your craft, working that stuff, and then one day, like in your case, you got a little lucky, right? You talked to the right people, and boom, it got taken care of. And and so I think that's a great story. That's just one that, and it doesn't surprise me. I bet every time Jamie runs into someone who's underfunded she says you should probably talk she, to she does like i have the funds available but uh yeah, yeah it's you know well, maybe some... someday you'll pay it, you'll be able to pay it back to some poor soul who wants to oh absolutely that's my yeah. goal that's that's definitely my goal yeah no very cool um I, it's just a great story and it's got technology behind it so that's one of those things that uh that i kind of dig let's talk a little bit about your gadgets so to speak you're not i don't know if you're a huge gadget guy we were talking about that from that standpoint but Let's talk about phone from that standpoint. Uh, what are you carrying? What do you like? How do you use those those kinds of gadgets? You know what? I I had a Droid and switched over to the iPhone. Got the iPhone four, went to the five, and just because through Apple TV and my iPad and everything, it was all just kind of linked so nicely and seamlessly um, that I really just kind of stuck with those Apple products for the gadget side of it. Um, but you know what? I just love I love anything. You know, the mobile state, even with the iPad, people are always like, how do you make cool videos? Dude, go to the app store on an iPad, and there's ways that you can have, like, I, my mom sent this, like, dancing monkey for Christmas, and it was just like, it was singing like Jingle Bells, like Jingle Bells, and it would drive me nuts, because my kids would constantly press it, you know? So I sat it on the table, and I took a still image of it, and then there's an app that you can get, and I don't often know it's available in, in Android, but for the iPad, and you can actually call in, like, a missile strike and blow up whatever you took a picture of. So I called in a missile strike, so it's like, you see this thing dancing, and going like singing and all of a sudden you hear this you know 10 seconds counting and next you know you see these missiles just and then boom blows up this monkey and I sent it to my mom I was like thanks for the gift mom but that type of stuff I think is just so neat like that yeah. you could never you can never you have to be Spielberg in order to do that 10 years ago and now you have all these apps so um, I think when it comes to gadgets, whatever's cool and whatever gets the job done for me is is what I enjoy. So. Yeah, are you using, do you have an iPad then as well? Yep, I have an iPad. So yeah. iPhone, iPad, uh, kind of kind of your two main gadgets that you're you're you uh, use. I know you you create a ton of multimedia content, so I know you're cranking some stuff out on that stuff. 
Yeah, I get a little, I dabble in a little Adobe After Effects, but you know, one of the things that StrengthsFinder taught me is that if you don't, if you don't have the talents and the abilities to do something, leverage the ones that leverage those that do have it. Um, so one of the things I really started doing is reaching out to people, whether it be in forums or connecting with them online or just through mutual friends, and saying, "This is my vision. I want to do this. Can you help me get there? And what's it going to cost me?" And nine times out of ten, it just turns into a nice friendship, and we're back and forth. And a lot of the videos I create, I got a buddy of mine named Ariel, and he just pops these videos out because he's a he's an Adobe After Effects genius. Whereas me, it takes me an hour to create something that takes him fifteen minutes. So, yeah, I mean, if I don't know how to use it, I find the person that does. Yeah, one of the the videos I loved. So you created a whole series of. You know, each in, in the Gallup Strengths Finder. I don't talk here on Gadget Geeks. I I've kind of separated my my uh, my Gallup work and my gadget work here. But you know, there's 34 themes to the Gallup Strengths Finder, and each one of the themes we have these little vignettes. Uh, and so, if you go to the Gallup Strengths Center YouTube page, go. I think it's uh, YouTube.com/user/strengthsfinder. I don't know. It's you can search for it. Just search for the Gallup Strengths Center. We have these cheesy little vignettes. They're two minutes. They're really professional. They're people talking about who they are and stuff like that. And then Andy creates the Brondo version of those <laughs> yeah. themes. And now that I've played Brondo for you, you <laughs> understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's this cool radio voice. But that's that process is what you're talking about. You sat down, wrote all the copy, and I mm -hmm. assume the graphics, and then you sent it off to, what's his name again? Ariel. Ariel. Just like, just like the... Uh, What's that? The, the, the Little Mermaid. The princess. Yeah, spelled, on the Little Mermaid. spelled the same and everything. Yeah. I almost wanted to start singing. It's a whole new world. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the wrong movie. He gets uh, out. Of it. <laughs> I think it is. Sorry. <laughs> I I fail at Disney movie princesses. Um, you send it off to him. They he does uh, he does the work on it and then ships it back to you. And so on your site, you've got these two minute. I not, none of them are more than ninety seconds. I I think right. They're all pretty. None of them are over. None of them are over a minute. I think one's like one oh one, and I was upset about that. So <laughs> you're like, no more than sixty yeah. seconds. But it's a great. I mean, it's it's creative. It's you're, you're you know it, it's a bunch of tech to get it done, and then you've got all thirty four of these on your site. How have you seen? You track them on YouTube. Have you have you gotten pretty good traction on them? Is anybody watching? Them? I do. You know, they're there. They're, this is the thing about me is I love creating content, but what I lack is the follow through to review the analytics and figure out ways to tweak it and get more viewers and, and more downloads and watches and stuff on, on social media. So it's like, you know, this is where I kind of don't, I don't step up to the plate and hit a home run every time. You know, I'm, I'm consistently with a triple. I mean, I like to create these videos, but there's some things that I mess up on. This is one of the things that I'd 2015, one of my resolutions really is to pay more attention to how many views I'm getting on these videos because uh, I create them. They, they allow me to learn a lot about the individual themes. So that's one of the selfish reasons I created them is to kind of learn more about each individual theme and then throw them out there and see what happens. But, uh, you know, they're, it, they're, they do well. It's yeah. just something like Good. I want to throw out there and see if it sticks. Yeah, no, and you never know. You never know when one of those things is going to get picked up somewhere. Today, as an example, so a year ago, Little, not quite a year ago, but let's say ten months ago. Uh, most, most everybody who listens to this show knows that I do uh, two live events every year: one in spring, one in the fall. Heartland Developer Conference in the fall, Infotech, both of them here in Omaha. Pretty big conferences, thousand, fifteen hundred something, come to the conference. Tech conferences. And Jody, my uh, my partner at, at Gallup for recruiting, we go out and do these podcasts, and I produce. 18 interviews, 30-minute interviews over the course of two days. I mean, I am done. Thank goodness these conferences are on a Thursday or fr and Friday because I am by Friday I am done, right, uh, to get it done. But today, and they've really those videos have really not, never gone anywhere for the most part. I've produced them. I've put them on my channel. Some I've turned a few of them into podcasts. I meet some interesting people that come on the show. That's kind of a cool thing to get it done. Mm -hmm. But today, in their 2015. Um, registration page, bam, they're all right there on the front page. Like, wow. hey, here's our videos from last year. Come see what you're missing. Nice. And it, yeah, and they didn't tell me. I didn't know. I found it myself. It's it's one of those moments when you're scrolling down and you're like, whoa, hey, hey, that's me. <laughs> that's cool. You know, and yeah. so creating that content, like I said, it's like practice, you know, that it helps you when you are lucky when you do that. I think creating some of this content is, uh, is a great way. We have a... Um, 
uh, one of our one of our members, John Stutzman, who's a faithful listener, been around a long time. Over the last year, he's put together a whole bunch of videos, tech videos that he's done out of his basement uh, around the home server, and it's been amazing. I mean, he's created some amazing content with a camera and some editing software. And so, uh, you know, you're. I think you're doing the same thing. The opportunity just to create good content, right? And you don't have any fancy production equipment, right? To get that done, you're you're doing it on a. What kind of camera are you using? Uh, well, I don't. I don't actually have a camera because I don't do any any live. No, but I mean, what, what kind of web camera stuff are you using for some of the? I mean, for for thematics, certainly you're on for the. Podcast. Oh, the C920. Same yeah. thing you have, okay. Logitech C920. I mean, that's that's what I got again. Your recommendation, but that seems to give me the most uh, clear picture, and and uh, yeah, I enjoy doing that. And I think a lot of people that really hesitate on creating video or creating audio content. Are so focused on well, is it gonna is it gonna go viral? You know, is it gonna right. get the traction I want? And that prevents them from actually doing it. I'm thinking, dude, that needs to be like your last thought when you're creating these videos. I mean, think about what people would want to watch. Know your audience. But at the end of the day, if you're if you're not gonna do it because you're worried that not enough people are gonna watch it, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Like you need to just create this and see what happens. And uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you don't. You know, we create these things for Gallup, and uh, they get anywhere from 300 to 1,000 downloads on them. And, you know, we got a big audience. I'm kind of hoping for more. At a moment, something's going to break loose, and uh, one of those is going to go crazy. I think we've got one on the uh, on the Average Guy site. Uh, Christian and I talking about Windows Server 2012 when it first came out. Just the two of us just talking. That's been my highest. I got five, four or 5,000 views on that thing. It still continues to get views, and you're like, why? Yeah. Why am I getting views on a cert, on a you know a version that's not even really even in production anymore, and yet you continue to? So it's kind of different. One tool I want to talk about with you, because you introduced me to it, and I think for the average guy, this is a great um, you know photo editor, a way to create easy graphics for things like LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff. It's called Canva, C-A-N. VA, you can create a free account. You can create great, they've got some great templates out there. Why don't you talk a little bit about, and really the only cost is if you buy their graphics, right? You can upload your own graphics in and do some stuff with it. The con it's like a dollar a graphic or something like that. Talk a little bit about how you've been using Canva. Canva's legit. I mean, Canva and PicMonkey, P-I-C-M-O-N-K-E-Y, are just two just awesome uh, photo editors because you can, yeah, you, like, with PicMonkey you can pay $35 a year and you get some more fonts and some additional graphics. Canva, you're, like you said, you can pay extra and you can get some more bells and whistles. But at the end of the day, if you're just looking to make nice professional images for your header image, for your blog, for your cover image, for Facebook, Twitter, and all your social media accounts, because the last thing you want to do is somebody come to your social media account and they see that there's a picture and it's like you, but it's only like your chin and the right side of your nostril because you weren't able to resize the image. And a lot of people are getting better at that, but you don't need Photoshop experience in order to do some cool things with Canva and PicMonkey. I mean, I'm talking some sweet filters, some cool graphics, some lot of different uh, style of templates you can use. And, and I really just enjoy it. And it makes it super simple for me when I work with my marketing clients because for so long, they were always asking me, can you design me a cover photo for Facebook? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'd say, Yes, I can, but you can too. And let me show you a really easy tool to get that done at no cost. And they basically fall in love with it. And then especially if you have kids and you want to make little collages of your kids, you know, in ballet practice or whatever it is, it's just really neat. My wife got me actually hooked on Canva and PicMonkey, and, and she uses it a lot uh, for her blog that she has. So, Yeah, well, let me just, like some, some examples, I think of the stuff that, you know, the, the hard stuff to create, like a Facebook cover. These things are gigantic, right? And they're weird dimensions. And so they have templates, right? Facebook cover, Facebook post, an Instagram post, if you want to put that there, blog graphics, um, a Twitter post, right? That Twitter card wants, a, wants a, mm -hmm. the right size that's in there. Um, Twitter header, that's another one. A Pinterest post, right? If you're doing that, those got some specific dimensions they want. Google Plus has got some specific dimensions that they want on there. So a Facebook ad and a Facebook app. Just the, the thing I really like about it is it's just is drop dead simple. I went out and created a poster uh, out there for the Omaha Podcasters Meetup group and uh, went in there, found a picture of Omaha from the air, and then I took 
a little graphic, one of those hello, my name is, you know, images and put it over the top of it and put hello, my name is, and I put Omaha Podcasters and New Media Group in there. And that, I use that at Eventbrite for the, you know, to, to schedule for the little graphic that you throw in there to get it done. Took me literally two minutes. I mean, it was just yeah. boom, 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 it was done. Another cool tool is Jing. That's J-I-N-G, and that's a product of TechSmith. And if you just search Jing, J-I-N-G in your Google search bar, whatever you want to do, you can actually download this, and it'll just, when you install it, it turns into a little yellow orb that hangs out at the top of your windows, at the top of your monitor. And when you click on the orb, it just has like a little plus symbol. You can actually select that, and then it's an active screen capture for anything that you have on your screen. And then you can adjust the dimensions and anything like that. So, for instance, a lot of times what I do is if I'm creating a map or want to give somebody directions, I just do a quick Google search of the address that I'm trying to get them to, and I take that image shot and I just cut that off my desktop and I slap it in there, you know, as a JPEG or a PNG. So that's another thing. It also allows you to make cool little like 10 or 15 second videos too if you're trying to do a screen capture video. So it's a handy little tool just for free. I mean, TechSmith makes it. It's pretty legit and it just hangs out right at the top of your monitor. So whenever you're looking at something online and you want to grab it real quick, because one of the things I do is like with Facebook comments, when somebody puts a positive Facebook uh, comment on my page for my business, I capture that and I actually use that as a testimonial. Oh, so that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Then throw that on the blog or throw that Correct. on the website. Yep. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Good way to do it. Yeah, so there's some cool tools around that. Some of those I've been, since I've been hanging out with you and Dave Jackson, some of these have been introduced to me. Jing, that's the first time I've heard of that one, J-I-N-G. You probably mentioned it and I wasn't listening. But um, it's, uh, that, that sounds pretty cool. There's a lot of great, uh, Drashna also mentions there's, you know, there's the snipping tool that's built into Windows, yeah. which just drop dead simple. <laughs> and I use it a ton. A ton when I'm when I'm building blogs and stuff, just go out there and grab that. It works great. Mm -hmm. um, any drawbacks to that to that tool that you know of, the snipping tool in Windows? I'm not familiar with any. Okay. I just I got introduced to Jing a while back, and it just kind of lived on my on my desktop since they told me about it. And I think it's just it's cool. It's right there where I always need it to be, and and I just got comfortable using it. It's just like with any of this stuff that you get. You get comfortable using one thing, and you know how to use it, so you just kind of stick with it. Yeah. Um, you know, you could go around and try some new things out. depends you know, on how brave you are, but I like it. It works for me, so there it sits. Yeah, I think that's the price. That's worth the price of admission for this podcast is any of those tools that we talked about here. If you're not using one of them, or check them out. They're just some really good. If you if you've struggled with graphic or graphic design or getting those headers right or stuff, Canva, Jing, that you know those are some great uh, some great tools to go out and uh, and give that a try. And I I'm digging Canva. I've used that a couple times already, and it's just like man, this is so easy to get this right. And I know sometimes I get a little flack for mentioning this, but Fiverr, I mean, I think oh, yeah. Fiverr.com for anybody that's doing any kind of online marketing or you just want to create some content. I mean, you don't, a lot of people that I talk to when I talk about content creation, they say, I just don't have time. Dude, Fiverr, five bucks. You can cruise on there and people will make you little, I mean, remember those stop motion videos, how expensive they were when they first came out? I know because I bought one for one of my clients and it was like 2,500 bucks for like a two and a half minute stop motion. This is when they just came out and it was the hand drawn thing, whiteboard. But now you can knock out a minute long, two minute long uh, stop motion video on Fiverr for five, 10, $15. So uh, just get creative, test the waters, buy, spend five bucks, see if it works. If you like it, go back to that well. If not, on to the next thing, but you got to try it. It's a great way to try out talent on, you know, because you can, for five bucks, you get a little sample, and then you, you know, many of them have um, you know additional services they'll do. It's not five bucks, right? It's, it gets a little more expensive, but you get oftentimes you get what you pay for. So you know, but it's a great way to try people out and uh, and figure that out. Yeah, just like on the Todd and Andy show, we do we have a lot of characters of Todd and I, and and I spend five bucks and I get those in like forty eight hours. A guy sends them to me, and it's like I just take an image of him and I doing something, and I send it back, and he sends me a character, just like you would get if you were cruising around like Ocean City, New Jersey, or something, and some guy was sitting there drawing. I mean, it's kind of neat stuff for five dollars. Yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah, no, it's a great great way to do it, and it's a good way. It's a latte. You know, it's, it's a latte. Uh, it's a hey, latte. last question for you. And uh, you're 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 on a desert island. You can take one kind of gadget with you. 
what's the indispensable one? What what can you? Well, I I lied. This isn't really the last question. But what's what do you take with you? Mm, oh, I don't know. I mean, ah, that's a hard we'll one. We'll assume the desert island has Wi-Fi. <laughs> there you go. That changes everything then. Yeah, I think if I'm on a desert island and I only have one gadget, what am I yeah. taking with me? It's simple. It's my iPad. I mean, I have, I can do pretty much, I can continue to run my business off of that thing if I choose to. So, um, yeah, I would have that then, with me for sure. And then one item, I'll buy it for you. What, what, would, you, what would you take right now that you don't have? Hmm. Hmm. I would say a Tesla. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put that in the chat window? No, no. Oh, I'm just, no. I just thought, as soon as I said that, I'm like, he's going to say a Tesla. Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. What kind of gadget do you have your eye on? You know, let's just say 500 bucks and down that, that uh, if, you, if you had the money to buy it, you'd buy right now. Oh, I don't know. I, I will say that I'm like, I got a little tech in because I was at, you know, I love to communicate and I was at uh, this seminar the other day and this guy had this super cool audio system with these wireless flesh colored headphones and everything. I know that wouldn't really mean much to me if I'm cruising on a desert, a deserted island. No, this, the, the, the island, no, the, this is to get to use. You don't, the, the second question, you not a desert island, just that you oh. get to use in life. I want, I want one of those surfaces. I don't, I want mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah, I'll take it's not that. 500 bucks, but it's it's yeah, they're like 800. But okay, yeah, it's a good. I've enjoyed my put in, put in put in uh, Jim at Gallup, and I think you get a discount if you buy a Surface. Fifty percent off at the Microsoft store directly from Microsoft. No, Jim I think that at. those are cool, man. I you know, like I said, I don't really like look at tech and and think I need to have that. I just want whatever f- fulfills my need at that time, and usually yeah. it's something simple like an iPod for or an iPad for the same reasons that I mentioned earlier. I can do whatever I need to right off of that bad boy. So yeah, you don't really geek out for geeking out's sake. You're you're pretty yeah. utilitarian in the geeks in the geek space, right? If it works, if you need it, you use it, but you don't own. I mean, we all here on Home Gadget Geeks, a lot of the listeners, man, we got gadgets just to have gadgets, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you're built that way. No, you know, I like having cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not rocking some, some old school. Like, you don't get in my car and see speaker wires running up to a house speaker and that's mounted to the back of my car right above the rear seat. I mean, I like to have cool technology and things like that, but uh, I just like whatever helps me create the content that I want to create. Yeah. That's just how I roll. Uh, you're, a good, you're a good content creator. You create some great stuff. It's very creative. You, you know, we're both content creators, but you're the creative side that I don't have. I'm not, I'm not gifted like that at all. I can't create those videos. I don't have a vision for that. I can't see it. I can do this kind of stuff. You know, I can create the interview. I can create the coaching stuff, all that stuff that I can do. I just can't do You're super creative on that side, so, so good work. And all that Thank stuff. You. It's good. I appreciate it. And, and that's why understanding your strengths is super important, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I would have never, uh, would have never launched into any of these directions of of trying to get involved in business myself if I didn't know what my talents were. So. Yeah, no, good stuff. Well, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Thanks for hanging out with me over the last. Jeez, how long has it been now? When did you do training? Oh, grad May 2014. All right, so it's been maybe the last eight, seven, eight months. I've gotten yeah. to know you. And, and I actually fun. met you there, and, and then you said to me, I don't think we've ever met. I, I, said, I, I oh, told you not to bring that up. Who who says this? Ah, and I came home and wrote your name on a list. I was like, Jim Collison, <laughs> you will pay. Burn it, and then you <laughs> then you lit it on fire, and you burned it. And and I, ch- on I it chugged some Brondo and, and got crazy <laughs> and got in a yelling match with some random guy. You'll be good at yelling. So, um, anyways, thanks for coming on tonight, and thanks for it. We're having a lot of fun. I think we got a lot more to do ahead in the future here with uh, some of those things. And if you're interested, uh, Annie and I do a tech show every other Monday night or so when we can kind of pull it off. Uh, It's called Tech for Coaches. It's really designed for our strengths coaches that we have out there to kind of help them with the tech uh, stuff that they do. So, if if you're ever bored on a Monday night, you want to join us live, it'd be nice to have a few people come out and join us. And that uh, Andy, I need to start scheduling that so it shows up on my scheduling list at theaverageguy.tv and get the so so my listeners will know that's coming up. And I need to start publishing that. So yes, we'll uh, yeah. Let's, so let's you work on the that. scheduling. I'll work on get make sure it's getting out there in the RSS feed. So yeah, Loftus says at least you didn't call me Dave. So that would have uh, been a good. That would have been a good one if you would have called me Dave. <laughs> um, I, will from, I will from now on. 
Yeah, uh, so we do that on Monday nights. And uh, if you're interested in the Strengths Finder, of course, uh, you, you know the guy who uh, who does all the podcasts around it. You can find those at you can find me. Got it. You can get way too much of me over at the Gallup Strength Center. Just go to coaching.gallup.com. A lot of that stuff is over there. Again, I don't pimp that very often. Here we talk a little bit about it. I don't. I don't talk too much. It's, that's one area I kind of separate a little bit. Um, Andy, hang tight real quick. I've got some uh, some uh, housekeeping to do, and then we'll go and just do a little post show. If you've been a long time listener or even a short time listener to what we're doing here, uh, we uh, you know that we've had the guys from Uptime Robot on the program a couple weeks back, maybe a couple months back now. And uh, they, when we had them on the show the last time, of course, Uptime Robot, if you go to UptimeRobot.com, it's a site that allows you to set up up to 50 monitors for free. You can monitor your website, and the website goes down. It sends you an email. They have five-minute intervals that they're in. For most people, it's the five minutes is good enough from a server-down perspective if you're the average guy with maybe a WordPress blog or something like that. Yeah, five minutes is just fine. They uh, they sent me a, uh, an email earlier this week, and they're going to come up. We've been uh, we we they hinted about a pro plan when we were talking with them, and they're just getting ready to release that pro plan right now. And so, um, not very expensive at all. Uh, I'll I'll, have, I'll just send you out there. Go out to uptimerobot.com and look on the pricing from that standpoint. I, I can't remember, although I did have a link. So how about if I just click the link and and be good to you guys. So uh, $4.50 a month will get you one-minute monitoring. So it goes from five-minute to one. Still up to 50, uh, 50 monitors, and you uh, you get some SMS credits on that. So it'll send it to your, if, uh, if your system goes down, it will send you the, um, it'll send you the alert on your phone as well. In a year's worth of logs, the free version just keeps two months worth of logs, and the paid version uh, gets you one. I mentioned that because they were good to us uh, to, for coming on the show. He's in Istanbul, and of course, uh, Andy, you know what it's like to interview somebody on the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not as easy as it. Now they either have to get up earlier, or you have to change your your show schedule. We didn't change our show schedule. He got up at like four in the morning to nice. uh, to we be on lucky. the show. He, we did get lucky for sure. I've done it the other way. I interviewed somebody in Europe, and we did it in the morning or mid-morning here, and then I just I played that later in the show. But check out Uptime Robot if you've got a, a WordPress blog or something like that. Any any kind of server, you can use Uptime Robot to monitor it, and uh, they've got some new options coming out as well. I want to say a big thanks. Uh, you guys continue to support the Amazon affiliate link here at the at Home Gadget Geeks, and that uh, that of course. Helps out our tech scholarship fund, and so go to theaverageguy.tv/amazon, and um, you know, and that's just a great way to support those Amazon dollars going to upgrades, or I buy things for guys that they can, or gals that they can uh, review and test. Andy, if you ever want to test something, by the way, if you need something, you want to test it, do a little write-up for the show. Just let me know. We'll buy that through the tech scholarship fund. You test it, you get to keep it. It's pretty cool. That way, we're not. If you don't like it, we had. We had this D-Link, uh, we had this D-Link Wi-Fi dual-band range extender that uh, John wanted to try out, and it didn't work. And so we just say, hey, this doesn't work. Don't buy it. That's just kind of cool. When the vendors send it to you, you always feel a little obligated to kind of be nice. I do because I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. It's junk. So that's what the average tech, that's what the tech scholarship fund is for, and uh, that that gets funded when you buy on our Amazon affiliate. Don't forget John Zadler in Canada. Amazon, it's theaverageguy.tv/slash. Amazon CA if you're a Canadian resident. Use that one and those funds will go to him and he'll buy cool stuff and test. You know John's at He'll mess stuff up and uh, and really test it out. The newsletter is going gangbusters, so if you want to get in on that, I've talked about that. Just head over to theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter and uh, you can get signed up for that if you want to get it on a regular basis. I'm trying to write some stuff month to month and just a way of, uh, if, you, if you're not on social or you're not keeping up with what's going on, and it's okay if you're not getting a newsletter once a month, and that's all I'll ever send you is once a month on that uh, with some interesting stuff and some link reminders as well. I mentioned Dave Jackson and School Podcasting as well as Ask the Podcast Coach. Saturday mornings, if you want to join us, more and more people are joining us on Saturday mornings. It's a lot of fun. cup of coffee and a podcast, 9.30 Central, 10 Eastern. Uh, we'd love to have you come out there as well. If you haven't made the jump, if you're thinking, I talked about uh, Uptime Robot, and if you don't have a website but you've been thinking about getting one, Christian and I sat down on Home Tech Tips 13. So go out to theaverageguy.tv and just go over to Home Tech Tips. Christian and I talk about the new host provider over at Maple Grove Partners, which is really Gary and Christian's kind of small business that they're starting uh, there in Buffalo around uh, around hosting. Going like gangbusters, and uh, and some of you have responded to that, so I appreciate you doing that. If you're interested in doing that, or you got a host provider you don't really like, 
anymore. Christian would love uh, to take you on, and so it's a great it's great for him. It helps fund his school and all that kind of stuff, and very very reasonable at ten bucks a month for hosting and some pretty good hosting with a some pretty good bandwidth. He'd love to do that. Check that out. Home tick home. Tip Techs, harder for me to say than for you to listen to, or maybe not. Home Tech Tips 13 as well. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Andy, you can find him over at Unleash, no, no ED, Unleash Strengths over there. Check out the Todd and Andy show. Again, it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of good fun. And if you want to see Andy and I doing this around what we do for our day jobs, you can head out to Unleash Strengths. Look for, um, look for theme, um, thematics. 14. That's really hard for me to say sometimes, that thematics, that play on words. I don't, shouldn't be. Thematics. Thematics. I, I just, theme addicts is what it is. That's yeah, it's I, just like you're saying the word thematics, but you're yeah, saying thematics. Yeah, I, it's go. hard for me to say. I don't Boom. know. So, so was your last name for a while, but I think I got mm, it right. You did. Sounded great. I think I got it right. Good stuff. We're here every Thursday. Man, we're going to just be uh, five minutes over. This is going to be awesome. We're here every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, now at TheAverageGuy.tv live. Next week, Amber Gott from uh, LastPass is going to join us. Amber joins us about twice a year to talk about passwords, password security, what's going on at LastPass. That's one of my most fun interviews to do. Uh, Amber is a friend of the show, and so is LastPass, and so we like to have them on. She'll be on show 200. I can't believe it, Andy. I made it. To show you made it. You made your survivor. I am a survivor. I'm a consistent. So I've never done 200 of anything in my life. Push-ups. Let's, just, let's Push put. Ups. I just do 100 of those. <clears throat> I am not. I am not consistent at all in anything I do. To get it's a t <laughs> four years of podcasting every Thursday night. I think it's always been Thursdays. And uh, and we've only changed the time once, so it's uh, it's kind of cool to get to 200. I want to thank you guys uh, who listen every single week to this. A thousand or you or so, that's what the numbers tell me anyways. Come out and download this and listen. The handful of you that come out that, that listen live, uh, I always appreciate to have you guys out there uh, doing that. It's always fun to have you guys are, you know, it's like family. And so I appreciate you guys coming out in the live stream as well. We'll do it all again next week. Uh, and with that, we'll say good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>